Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing four weekly podcasts, Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, and Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, as well as four event podcasts with miniseries releases at staggered intervals, Curse Code and Crown, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the Bad Movie Review Show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pod, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back, children of the night, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am your host, Count Vlad von Lestat, drinker of blood, keeper of the Chronicle, and all around the spooky dude. The coterie escaped the burning club and made their way back to Mayday Malone's. Ridley found himself a new victim. Iris tried to charm the mysterious Jocelyn St. James, and Everett found himself frozen by his morality when facing his own monstrous nature. What will happen now that the Coterie have a night off? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. It is a very special time here on Blood and Syrup. It is perhaps one of my favorite times. It is time for us to go to the Wheel of Victims! <laughs> uh, Ryan, you've sent the Bear Boys out uh, to find uh, you a meal, Chonky a meal, possibly a snack for Dedrick, depending on how busy they are. Um, and for you, it's a pretty dire situation. Uh, if you don't get proper fed real soon, uh, you, are, you, are, you run a risk of going feral, which would be real bad in your hideout. 
um, let alone with uh, untested kindred who've just been embraced, um, aka your co-parented children, um, let alone you know um, TJ Malone and and pals. So uh, I'm going to get you to roll, um, please. Uh, on I'm going to need leadership and. What do you think you would pair with leadership in terms of your commands to the Bear Boys, Ryan? Be resolve, maybe? Uh, might be manipulation? I'd composure. lean towards composure or resolve, probably. Okay, let's go with composure just because it's more social, whereas resolve is, is more internal. That makes sense. Oh, yeah, baby. That's five successes on five dice. Ooh. Not bad. Um, okay, so Ryan, uh, we're gonna divide that in half. Uh, we'll round up because I'm feeling nice. Um, can you roll me three d100s? We've got thirty-nine. We've got sixty-seven, and coming hot on the heels is forty-eight. Ooh. Um, okay, so the Bear Boys uh, set out during the day and begin to scour the streets. Um, what uh, they find are um, there is a, uh, a scenester, uh, or an influencer is probably the actual term, uh, despite being called a scenester here, um, but there um, is a, uh, an influencer who the Bear Boys have observed is like, kind of like a person who like takes a selfie at like the Holocaust Memorial and is like truly tragic. Um, so he's like, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll say it like maybe actually outside the club is like taking like grief shots outside the club being like so many good souls lost. Also such a great venue lost. When will we learn? Fire is not a joke. Uh, and just like looking devastated, um, but also like super hot and well lit. Um, like all those people who have the the shots where they're like doing glamour shots and their discarded mask is clear in the bottom corner of the frame. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, her name is uh, Vanessa Kraus. And um, she is a, an influencer. So we've got her. Um, it's so funny because I was like, I've got a resonance too, but it doesn't actually matter because I don't think resonance does anything for you. Um, 48. Uh, this one might be of particular interest to Ridley, but of particular concern to uh, Everett. Uh, you get a uniformed cop uh, named... Um, da, 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 um, oh, abducted a cop. Bring in yep. some serious heat to Aiden Willows. Yeah, um, his name is uh, Jean-Yves Bersain. Uh Detective Bersain is a uniformed cop who um, was, I think, uh, probably guarding a construction site or some stuff, uh, some such, like not out on patrol because it would be a bit harder to justify. Uh, guarding a construction site, Bear Boys were walking by, he yelled a homophobic slur at one of them, and uh, they walked around the corner and uh, came back with some punching hands. Um, uh, they put the cop in the coffin. I don't even need to know the third one. Homophobic cop? Yes, Ridley will eat the homophobic police officer. <laughs> they know him well. Uh, cool. So what do you want to do with the scenester and um, the... 
Oh, an office drone. Uh, well, there's your uh, melancholy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we got to see. They would hold them because we got to see what Chonky needs. Uh, and then the leftover can be Dedrick. And I think anybody would be a bit melancholic after spending a night being held hostage as food. I mean, that is that is a fair assessment, I think. that can uh, generally agree to that. Um, okay, so um, <laughs> Dedrick is uh, definitely like... You can see he's actually kind of like looking out uh, through his heart-shaped glasses, giving a bit of like like shady eye to this influencer. Clearly, he he doesn't dig the. So is this like the next the next sunset? Oh, when sorry, we, like, no, wake we should, up or? we should we, yeah we should handle the wake up procedures. So um, anyway, those are the the three people you get. Um, they lock the cop in the coffin with you. Uh, happily, Everett doesn't see that happen because uh, he's asleep. Um, but uh, you know, a day. Passes uh, in Montreal. The news cycle flips. Um, the news uh, is abuzz with um, details of the club fire. Um, the headline Dante's Inferno is used like on several papers. Uh, the Sun is just like, ah, so many people died, but we got a shitty pun on the cover. It good. Um, Tom, yes, a random question about humanity. As three people who just burned down a nightclub with hundreds of innocent people inside turned to vampires for no reason, would this affect our humanity, or are we just cool with it because it Weirdly, was dangerous? I'm going to say no, only because uh, this was Jocelyn's plan. Um, you executed it, but um, you you didn't fill the sprinklers with gasoline in case you needed to burn everyone down. Admittedly, Ridley would have. Uh, if you'd had the chance, um, but uh, no, I, I think because other otherwise, I feel like particularly in like a vampire, like a world of darkness setting, you would just lose all your humanity immediately. Because the first time you meet a vampire, they're like, "Oh yeah, I've been killing people for hundreds of years." You'd be like, Ugh. "So um, I think because you, you you didn't directly cause it, uh, we'll we'll say no this time." Cool. Um, there's also that weird argument of like if you just didn't intercede all of the raging vampires would have probably just killed all the humans inside anyway. So it's it's not like we didn't... It's not a black and white decision where we, like, did it, evil. Like, Yeah, it's not like people saw you in the club, so you burned the club down to make sure there was no evidence. Then it would be like, okay, just hand over your sheets. <laughs> cool. uh, you're the villains now. Um, cool. So, yes, the... Uh, it's a it's a fraught day. News of the the Satin Prince's demise uh, is uh, is top of uh, lots and lots of reporters uh, beats. It's uh, you know it, it's just every radio station is just playing his top hits on a repeat. Um, well, everyone tells weird adjacent stories in social media of that one time they almost met him, uh, or how sad they are that someone they don't know has died. But like it's about me. Uh, incidentally, the influencer was in the middle of posting about that when she got grabbed by the bear boys. So, you know, it all comes full circle. But um, finally, uh, the sun goes down. And for the first time in a long time, you have an evening that is entirely yours. Uh, Elysium uh, isn't for another two days. So there isn't... Uh, you've basically got just two days of legitimate downtime after one hell of an ordeal. Um so uh, each of you uh, awakes to the evening. I'm going to need a rouse check from everyone. Um, Ryan, you would technically roll the rouse check before you would eat the uh, okay. the, the snack, just because. I'm, yeah, I'm chained yeah. in. So yeah, if I go feral, I eat them. Otherwise, I eat them. Yeah. 
It's kind of a, this is really just a rule to ascertain uh, how messy your coffin gets. You're good? <laughs> I pass. I'm fine. Oh, fantastic. Um, so Ridley, um, summoning uh, the blood uh, and the beast, uh, you blink your eyes open to overwhelming hunger. Um, <clears throat> and uh, there is a, uh, a man in uniform with a bag over his head. Going, and Ridley just sees the police uniform and takes a deep breath to himself. And he just goes, I fucking miss those boys so much. Uh, and then he just eats the fucking guy. He's not even going to talk to him. It's a cop. Fuck him. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so you uh, you proceed to, to have yourself a nice morning snack. You obviously drain them dry uh, so you can reduce your hunger to zero. Um, cool. In terms of my injuries, what happens, Tom? I've had a night. I'm full of blood. Uh, you should be able to heal up some stuff. Let me uh, double check on my handy dandy document here. But uh, yes, you should be able. It's only been one night, so you won't be able to heal up like everything. But you'll definitely be able to heal up a bit. Um, healing. Every game is the first game we've ever played of this game. One day we'll learn, but today is not that day. Uh, okay, one sec, folks. Uh, in the meantime, um, Iris, can you go ahead and roll the same, please? And Tyler, you as well. Yep, yeah, I, I failed. I passed. <laughs> I think it's barely any blood. Does it mean like, no, yeah. it just no. evaporates into the sky? <laughs> I mean, that's that's the problem with fast food, you know? It's it's great at the time, then you wake up and you're like, oh, it's like I ate nothing. It's mm-hmm. like I, I somehow reverse ate. Um, so we've learned club vampires are really just the Chinese food of sustenance. Yes, yeah. yeah, so just delicious. to reveal my terrible secret. <laughs> though though technically, it. I think only Iris saw what happened. I she believe did. that is the case, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so at the beginning of a session, uh, mortals... Mortals, get out of here. Um... You can remove a number of superficial damage levels uh, up to your composure or resolve. Use the highest. Of superficial? Yeah. Uh, okay. From, what about sorry, so that, uh, I'm sorry. Composure or resolve um, uh, from your willpower track. From your health track, um, you remove a number of superficial damage levels uh, from your health uh, by rousing the blood. Yeah, we did that. Okay, let's go to a different page. Why not? Why the fuck not? Jesus Christ. It's okay. I got my willpower back. That was nice. Now we'll see what else I get back. He feels more decisive having eaten a police officer. He could taste the homophobia on the blood like a little sous-saw of spice, just making it richer in flavor. Nice little seasoning there. Yeah, it's like eating a lobster that managed to pinch you. You're like, fuck you, this specific lobster. Um, yeah. Okay, I so you can pick out the cow that cut your steak front. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you don't kill these cows, they'll eat you and everyone you love. Um, okay, so for mending superficial health damage, um, depending on your blood potency, you can mend one or more levels of superficial health damage with a single rouse check. Uh, you make one rouse check per turn to mend superficial health damage. Uh, to do aggravated health damage, uh, you need to wait until the next nightfall, make three rouse checks in addition to your regular rouse check when you wake up. It removes one point of aggravated damage as well as one crippling injury or similar impairment. You can only mend one point of aggravated damage per night. Mm. Okay, so it's going to take me some time. Okay, so I got to do some additional rouse checks, which I'll do to try to get rid of my superficial damage. Cool. Or I guess I make a rouse check and then succeed or fail, it heals the one. 
and uh, used to get a hunger point. Yes, yeah, it's just okay. It, cool. It, it's literally like you you the night. The good news is either way you manage to heal the damage. It's just whether or not you're adding hunger as you do so, because you're calling on cool. the power of the blood to like knit up your wounds. Okay, uh, so, so yes. I heal. All of my superficial damage is healed. Uh, I've still got some aggravated damage. I will have to from the fire, so I'll have to heal that up over the next couple days. I I got two hunger back, so I'm gonna have to eat it. Eat someone tonight. Mm. Um, Tyler, you wake up hungry, but I feel like hungry is just kind of your base state now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you awake to the office. Um, I think kind of a, a vaguely conflicted morning, uh, for you, Everett, uh, or rather evening. Um, one day I'll get those right, but probably not until the final episode. I'll just have them written. This is the, uh, the will check of <laughs> yeah. Star for me. Um, but anyway, um, you had to embrace someone, which is so drastically and deeply against everything you kind of believe. Um, also, the existence of um, a vampire hunter, which A, is something that seems a little bit absurd to you, because I think Inquisition, you could understand, is like, oh, I get it, they're anti-vampire cops, but like a vampire hunter is like, ah, fuck, we're in... We're in the mythology now. It's it's strange, but also seemingly oh, so that's someone that's different. Okay, I was I was thinking of them as being the same. Vampire hunters are just part of the Inquisition. Got it. Okay. Uh, she could be, um, but there does she doesn't seem to have indicated that at all yet. Um, okay, so I think that's actually a safe assumption for Everett to have. Um, yeah, sorry, that's that's bad storyteller on my part. Where I'm just like, well, I know she isn't, so I'll just declare it. <laughs> meta. <laughs> um, that's my meta bestial meta failure um okay so um what is uh, what do you think Everett's mindset is as he he wakes up for this evening uh i think he wants to pull the band-aid off of whatever this favor is that that he's gonna owe um i forget her name already jocelyn yeah jocelyn st james just jocelyn st james thank you uh like let's get that over and out of the way if the sooner i hear about it the sooner i can prepare for whatever needs to be done Okay, great. Yeah, that's uh, and what he's interested in. Iris, um, what uh, what did you roll? I passed. You, you passed? Okay, great. So you awake in your, your little broom closet. Um, despite it being kind of gross, there is something very nice about just waking up in a small dark room that doesn't have uh, Everett or Ridley in it. Um, despite it being a broom closet, there's just something nice about that. Um you uh, open your phone to see that uh, Emily has, in fact, uh, now read uh, read your emojis, um, and uh, she has uh, sent you um, uh, an attached file. Um, there seems to be a, a YouTube link, um, and uh, she says, uh, uh, "Good morning, Iris. Uh, evening. Well, whenever you're waking up, um, I don't know what you did." But it would seem that you made some pretty powerful friends. Uh, I think one of them just did you a pretty major favor. And then there's the link. I mean, I'm going to watch the link. Uh, you click the link and it's to um, a news uh, like a, a, a news clip that was clearly buried uh, near the end of a newscast just because the, the death of the Satin Prince is like dominating the airwaves. Um, but uh, there's um, 
uh, a reporter uh, and um, uh, there's just a, a, a picture of you. Um, and uh, the headline reads, um, uh, inspirational poet uh, cleared of uh, suspicions in Stevenson disappearance. Um, and uh, the reporter says, uh, and in lesser news, uh, famed uh, poet uh, Iris Dunn recently accused of the murder and uh, disposal of the body of uh, famed uh, academic uh, Gordon Stevenson uh, has been absolved today uh, in what seems to be a rather large misunderstanding that has the uh, Montreal Police Department uh, incredibly embarrassed. And it cuts to video of Gordon Stevenson saying, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course I'm alive. What, you think some fucking lady poet could come along and just fucking kill me? What, what does that even mean? Honestly, my diet is nothing but meat and awesome. I could kill anyone. I choose not to, but I probably could. Anyway, this has been a waste of my time. I've been in Russia. Fuck off. Uh, also, buy my book. Um, and they cut back, and uh, she's like, wow, we did not censor that uh, sufficiently for airways. We are going to pay... Some fines, uh, but uh, as you can see, clear misunderstanding. Uh, Dr. Stevenson has refused further comment, uh, citing imbeciles and morons as his main reason. So, uh, on behalf of the uh, police department, sorry to the poet they thought was a murderer. This is absurd. In any case, um, coming up next, uh, Satin Prince's top five hits throughout the ages, and who can forget his parachute pants phase? More on that after the break. I amazing. I probably like let out a like a little excited shriek and I like run out of the closet because this means I can go back to my apartment and I can get out of these clothes. <laughs> I don't have to be Lurleen anymore. I can go and have some fizzy blood. I mean, look, you could still be Lurleen if you want. I just want to make no, clear that that is still no. an option on the table. Like, I know you love this character. We've talked about it off air so much. You made the action figure. Like, Lurleen really seems to be the wow. way to go. I'm probably going to, like, take those those heels and, like, wrap them in, a, like, a million garbage bags and just, like, throw them down the trash chute or burn them or something. I, I was imagining you, like, taking them to the edge of the river like a gun in a mob movie with just, like, a bag with a brick and be like... I don't want these ev ah! the evidence that this was ever on my body. Um, all right. He kind of goes full Alexis for the, for, I think, for the evening because, like, <laughs> she just wants to feel pretty and expensive again. Okay, so just going, like, full Shit's Creek, just, like... Mm -hmm. She's going to have a little bit of Lexus. Right, yeah. I was say, she's right. not a little bit of Lexus. She's, she's full she's Lexus. Full well, yeah. Lexus Never today. got full of Lexus. Um, uh, <laughs> Malone turns to uh, Dederick as they, they watch you, like, storm out of the street and just toss the shoes. Uh, and he says, uh, you ever seen a lady say goodbye to a shoe? And Dederick's like, yes, once. Um... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Iris, I assume, so you just don't talk to anyone? You're just, like, straight up out of there? Yeah, but I, I'm probably, like, madly texting Emily. I'm getting a cab. I'm getting my a driver. I'm, I'm just getting her to start. Or I'm like, okay, time to mobilize. <laughs> um, Get my life back. So um, I think we've had this conversation, but uh, forgive me, I forget. Uh, you wouldn't take Dinkeldorf. You would call an Uber. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So um, your Uber XL arrives. Um, what song, like, what's your uh, 
I just had a breakup and I'm actually pretty jazzed about it, like Rage Song of like the, the reclaiming of Iris Dunn. That you make mm. some poor sucker driving an Uber XL blast out of his incredibly expensive speakers. It's probably something from Beyonce. Okay. Great. So like super powerful, super like I just feel the best. Still dressed in, in uh like at this point like sooty, Disgusting. smoky, like you smell like a campfire. Um, but, uh, yeah, you're, you're feeling great. So you're in a lot of ways, just like a, uh, simple life era, Nicole Richie, just rocking out in the back of, a of, uh, an Uber XL as, as he drives you back, uh, back to your condo. Um, all right. So, um, Ridley, you stumble out of your coffin, uh, naked as the day you were born. Um, the, uh, desiccated corpse, um, of a, a cop falls out after you. Um, and, uh, yeah, looking around, uh, you see, um, Harvey and Chonky just, um, sort of, uh, or actually, sorry, you only see Harvey because Chonky's in the box. Um, so, uh, you see Harvey kind of waking up, um, he's doing, um, uh, kind of embarrassing calisthenics. Um, like you, you wake up and do calisthenics and it's, it's pretty solid. He's doing like the weird, I don't really want to stretch but i've been told i have to so like the laziest like yeah move my arms a little bit like twists at the at the waist um and then uh he uh he goes over and um reaches inside the box uh and pulls out a raccoon uh and he's like well uh good morning there uh riddler you uh you want some brunch no i'm good for now i'll get you something else later uh we just got to feed chunky and then i'm thinking you know, I'm going to get the boys to run out and get you guys a nice uh, 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 what a fucking pamphlet about coffins so we can get you something dignified for you to sleep down here. Well, I mean... But uh, first, we've got to feed Chunky, so just a second. Uh, and he, like, takes the two victims that he goes and he opens up Chunky's box and just, like, shoves them forwards over it. He's like, how do you feel about either of these here, boy? Um, and uh, Chunky um, is, is just kind of blinking against the sudden light. Uh, which you find very strange. Um, and he uh, just kind of says, uh, well, honestly, um, I guess this th- this guy, what's what's your problem there, bud? Um, and uh, the uh, office drone is like, I only stole a little bit of pension money. Um, and Chunky's like, interesting, okay, and uh, what's, what's your deal? And... Um, uh, Vanessa Kraus is like, um, okay, so first of all, this has been a tremendous fucking waste of my time. If you're going to kidnap me, you should at least let me get out like one pleading tweet. How are we going to get on the news? Honestly, you guys and Chonky's just like slams her head off the, the, the bottom of the <laughs> box, uh, and then just like clamps onto her neck, um, and, uh, starts, uh, drinking and, um, it kind of pops up and he's like, hmm, I love that, uh. That narcissism flavor, you know, it's real good. Uh, it's kind of—I I didn't realize that it was gonna be like my crystal light, but it's—it's it's pretty tasty. Um, and yeah, that's your thing stream. now. So you can eat narcissists. That's nice, uh, Dedrick. Where the fuck are you? Oh, hey, hi. Oh, wow. Right. This person seems very melancholy. Yeah, this is a fucking bonus, so you can have this one. And then he just like shoves them towards them. Um, yeah. So the uh, Philip, the office drone, is just like. Hey, uh, I gotta work uh, 
maybe tomorrow. So if you guys could just, you know, contact the company or whatever or the police, that'd be fine. And Dedrick's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. We should do that. Or have you considered, and they just clamps uh, onto the neck and gleefully um, drains the, uh, the office worker. Howdy, I'm Everett Fry. I'm taking a little break from solving vampire crimes to talk to y'all about the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can support these fine folks that bring you this show and other shows at a number of different levels. Well, hell, for just $1 a month, you get access to the patron-only Discord. Now, I don't know what a Discord is, but it's my understanding that it's a place where a bunch of the fans gather and hang out, and it's quite active. Hell, even some of the cast members show up on there, and they're quite active too. So if that uh, tickles your fancy into something you'd be interested in checking out, we'll just head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. What the hell's a Patreon? Hey, friends. It's Ryan, but like regular Ryan, as himself, talking about Dumb Dumbs and Dice. Yes, I'm one of the people behind this show. Obviously, you're listening to the show. You're loving this show. Somebody's doing great. Probably probably not me, but like Tom. He does really good work. Tyler does really good work. Uh, third person also does really good work. I don't know what show this is on. But the important thing is that you can support the show and join the show at patreon.com slash dice. That's right, that address that I totally just said. Go there, join Dum Dums and Dice, support the show. It's going to be great. And he's like, oh, that melancholia is just, mm, you know, just. Yeah, mm. so while brutal murders are happening and slurping sounds and everything, Ridley's just happily whistling and getting his suit on for the day. He's got like a backup that's just as shitty as the first one. Uh, right. And he's like, right, so. Uh, let's see what everyone else is up to, and then we can make a fucking plan. So he'll go up and, like, knock on the office door for Everett. Uh, Everett, what do you think you've been doing since you woke up? Just getting ready to go track down Jocelyn? Um, yeah, and thinking about what... Because he's heard them talking about it now a couple times, but what a hunt would look like for him. Mm. Mm. Having to, given his predilection for vampire blood... Um, would he be able to do that? He's probably been just kind of like ruminating on that. Also, unlike Ridley, uh, Everett does not have a change of clothes. <laughs> well, I mean, there's some so lean gear that's going to be up for grabs real soon. Yeah. Uh, so he's been thinking about like, how am I, I'm going to have to get some more clothes. He's like, he like opens his wallet. Like, does he have any money? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Yeah, I think you've got like, um, because... All of this kind of happened immediately after a case you were working. I feel mm. like you probably carry like a hundred, let's say like a hundred and twenty bucks. That's just I'll like carry kid. Okay, you're yeah. you're kind of in case I need to bribe someone, cash. Yeah. Um, that said, um, the Bear Boys between the Bear Boys and TJ Malone, you can likely obtain money, um, but it's probably more of a, a loan than. Right. Thing. And like TJ okay. could swap out your cash for, for Canadian cash. Honestly, like you, you guys basically have a front. Like yeah, a, yeah. A, any any bar in you know the long, long ago when you could still hand someone cash, um, could very easily launder 
things for you. Yeah. Okay. Very easy to pour a bottle of vodka down the sink and be like, oh, you bought the whole thing. Wow. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. So that's kind of what he's been, what he's been up to up okay. to this point. So you hear a pounding on the door. Um, would he be shopping online or would he be thinking about, Everett doesn't strike me as like an order close on the internet kind of guy. Wouldn't have the wherewithal to shop online. He's like, I got to get to a store. Like, <laughs> can't, can't, oh, where's yeah. the nearest Walmart in downtown Montreal? Yeah. Uh, or though, I guess he's from the States. It'd probably be like Walmart or like, I got to find a CVS. <laughs> it's like all these stores <laughs> yeah. that just don't exist in Canada. Uh, yeah. So Ridley, uh, Ridley pounds on the door um, and uh, you answer it uh, to find him in his second best suit. Um, still looking pretty crispy, which I think is a bit of a surprise as you guys kind of continue to, to go through vampire puberty that, like, he's healed up so fast from every other massive, like, life-ending injury he's taken. It's kind of shocking yeah. to see him walking wounded. You, uh, you are all right there, Ridley? Yeah, I think this is going to take a couple fucking days to deal with, so... Uh, capacity isn't diminished, but, you know, the flesh ain't willing. So what a journey I'm going on. What do you need to do? You're kind of close to naked. Uh, not, we don't really have a thing to do tonight. I want to get coffins for the boys. I thought we could get you one too, so you don't have to sleep at a desk like a monster. Uh, I mean, I've been sleeping at my desk for 12 years. Uh, I kind of like it. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we could get you a new office chair if you want something more comfortable. Otherwise... Uh, we can get you some clothes. I want to go to a metalworking shop because I've got an idea. And uh, I don't know how many fucking silver bullets we have left, but I fucking we might want more. Is that, are, is that the metalworking shop idea? No, I've got a different idea for that. That's just a general knowledge thing. But I think we could roll that into one trip. Yeah. I just went cockney. I just heard myself go, yeah, like cockney <laughs> accent. Uh any word from uh, Jocelyn yet? Who? Jocelyn St. James. Uh, long silver hair. Rescued us from that club. Oh, the fucking psychopath that burned my fucking face? Go to the bar, Ridley. You're going to do fucking great. Fuck her. I'm fucking on fire. That should have been a plan. It didn't involve burning me to fucking death. So that's a no? You haven't heard from her? <laughs> no, where's Iris? I bet she fucking knows where she is. Uh, check the supply closet. I think that's where she said she was shacking up. Okay. No, there's uh, just a fucking mop. And, and he turns around and looks out the window. He's like, and there's shoes outside. What the fuck is going on? And uh, Dederick she must have took uh, it off. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, I, I actually saw uh, Iris. She was very excited, although very mad at her shoes. Um, but uh, no, she uh, she got uh, her just a little bit of lemonade blaring from a car she got in, and then she she was just off. Uh, I, I I assume that was part of the plan. Is there a plan? Well, so is it cool that I'm staying here uh, tonight? I'll go back to my place, uh, you know, for tomorrow morning. Uh, it's just really nice having pals, you know? Yeah, you can, like, hang around, but here's the deal. No pictures, no posting about what we talk about, and no posting about any of my boys. If you post any of that, I'm going to have to fucking kill you. But otherwise, I think you're a nice guy. I don't, I'm not threatening you because I don't like you. I'm just threatening you because I feel like you need to know clear stakes because you seem to find the online thing very important. This is such a secret place that nobody can fucking know about it. So if you can follow those rules, you're welcome to hang out, you're welcome to stay, do what you need to do. He very quietly pulls out his phone and just starts deleting pictures. 
And he's like, okay, look, I these were all just programmed to go out later. It's fine. I was going to try and turn this into a hotspot. Sorry, TJ. And TJ's like, it's fine. Honestly, karaoke is about as much excitement as old TJ Malone can handle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we're good. Dead, we'll find, you know, I'm sure we can funnel some business here or steal some money or do some other shit that will make TJ a wealthy man. Sure. But yeah. yes, we need to keep this secret. Sounds good. Okay. Well, just know that uh, I've got your back. So whatever you need, uh, I'm your uh, undead man. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, I'm going to take my leave then, um, but I will see you uh, find folks at uh, at the, the first Elysium. That's pretty exciting, right? First Elysium, both for you and, an and Elysium? for Oh, um... Wow, okay, yeah, there hasn't been one here in, in a really long time uh, since it's been, uh, you know, a, a stronghold um, and all. Uh, but uh, now that uh, the, um, the former uh, powers that be have left, uh, there's, a, there's a new prince being installed. Uh, he's, uh, he's hosting the first, uh, uh, the first uh, Camarilla Elysium uh, for Montreal in centuries. The last one got completely uh, wiped out, which was... I'm sure very unpleasant for them, but um, sure that won't happen to us, right? So who's the new fucking prince? Oh, I I don't know. Um, they they don't tell me much. Um, this this may come as Isn't a surprise, given how how nice a vampire. You... Is it... Sorry. Isn't it important as a vampire to know who the prince is in any given city or territory? I mean, uh, eventually, yes, but uh, there hasn't been one here for so long. Uh, I think everyone's just kind of learning the rules. A few people know, but it's uh, it, it sounds like it's going to be news to, to pretty much everyone uh, because uh, you know Montreal is is a Sabat city. It's not a it's not a Camarilla city. It's it's pretty wild that this is even happening. But I mean, I guess that's what happens when. You know, your ruler uh, goes overseas to fight in a weird apocalypse war, which I think is very silly. But, um, yeah, Yeah, I think we both agree with you on that one. All right. So, Dedrick, you can go back to your place. I'll try to get an extra coffin. If you need a place to hide out, come fucking hide out here. And if anything's going down that you were worried about or you want us to check in on, you know, just call me on this. And then he gives him a burner phone. And he's like, you know what? Just in case you got to make a few calls without coming back, he gives him like five more. <laughs> he's like, there you go. You just uh, send me a text uh, and someone will fucking call you. And he just kind of looks at the phones. He's like, these are phones? Where's They're the burner phones? They're shit. They're supposed to be shit. Because oh. once you do it once, we'll call you. And then whether you break it and throw it in the garbage. He's on for keeps. Okay, all right. Uh, Well, uh, that sounds great. I will be sure to text you. And as he walks away, he's like, if I can ever get this touch screen to work. And he's just like touching the top of a Nokia phone screen, just like (laughs) swiping aggressively, being like, oh, oh. Um, And uh, with, uh, what was it, T3 or whatever it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. T9 T9 texting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And he's going to be so pissed when he learns it's 10 cents a text. What a fucking racket. Uh, so he he heads out uh, into the evening, uh, leaving uh, the two of you, and sadly no Iris uh, as she is off on her own. So um, uh, Ridley, you've uh, stated some pretty clear goals for the night. Uh, you want to find a metalworks of some sort, um, and uh, you want to investigate silver bullets. Uh, Everett, you've decided you're going to go buy some pants and possibly some shirts. Uh, so the two of you are are lining up uh, for uh, an evening of of shopping. Um. Everett, I think we can say that um, as this is kind of going down, um, TJ gets a phone call and informs you that uh, uh, a uh, he's like, yeah, there's a, a call from, uh, <clears throat> uh, I think, uh, I don't know, she sounded uh, vaguely British, 
sometimes, but also occasionally Australian-ish. Uh, name's uh, Jocelyn St. James. Uh, yeah, she uh, she said to uh, <clears throat> uh, uh, Mr. Fry, uh, she wants to meet you at... Uh, she said it was uh, some computer place uh, where you first met. Uh, she said you'd know what that means. Right. Yeah, I know what that means. Okay, when? yeah. She, uh, she said uh, a few hours from now. She's taking care of some, something hmm. first. Something about an alibi? I don't know. Well, I better go meet her and see what she wants. Do you want, so, want to take one of my suits then so you're not going shirtless? Uh, she gave me a couple hours. I'll go get some clothes first and then I'll you, head over there. To be clear, you want to go shopping while you're not wearing clothes. Yeah. All right. I mean, it is <laughs> no shirt, no shoes, no service. But if you have a jacket and shoes, I wonder. Um, so uh, the two of you set off uh, for some uh, early evening shopping before the the, the stores close. Um, and meanwhile, um, Iris, uh, you pull up in grand luxury... Uh, to your um, your beloved condo, uh, you are greeted most enthusiastically uh, by your doorman, uh, who is just overjoyed, and he's like, "I, I knew that. I mean, I, I fully believe you. You could have murdered someone, but I thought to myself, no. You know, Iris is is uh, she's she's smart and uh, empathetic and I, I and brilliant, and I bet she would find a way to use her words instead of." Murder, and I told the police that I told them, ma'am. So uh, I'm not saying that I was responsible for you being uh, released, but I think I was. I'm so sorry about your ordeal, uh, and welcome home. Would you like your mail? And just so many like mailers for like fucking gallery openings and like discounts at grocery stores. Well, I I do think that it was all because of you. So thank you for your help and for your loyalty. I'm very sorry, but I'm so exhausted and I'm going to go back to my apartment. Of course, of course. Being a fugitive takes a lot out of you. I understand. Um, well, you have a lovely evening. Um, and uh, he goes back to watching um, a Satin Prince tribute show where like other celebrities are doing really bad covers of his stuff. But just being like... Uh, like, hi, my name's Fred Durst. Uh, I've always been a big fan of the Satin Prince. Uh, so um, here's his... Uh, Fred Durst here's had to introduce my... himself. <laughs> of That's course he did. Nobody else is going to introduce him. Yeah. Uh, Are the, you willing to introduce Fred Durst? No. The title <laughs> card... Every celebrity. The title card just says writer-director Fred Durst. Um, <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, Limp Bizkit begins a, a real shitty cover of what was a very, very beautiful ballad um, as like you know, glossy images of the Satin Prince play. Um, and uh, Iris, you uh, you get into the uh, elevator, and um, just as the doors are closing, uh, your old neighbor, uh, Kyle Minogue, slips in uh, with uh, just a, a, a classic uh, movie meet cute uh, giant paper bag full of art supplies. He bumps into you, uh, and he says, Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, holy shit. Uh, Iris, you're back? I am. Wow. Uh, he, like, tries to, like, adjust his hair badly. Um, it's like, uh, I, uh, I, you know, th the other night was, was super fun. I was really worried you were going to jail um, and stuff. And I thought, like, I don't know, maybe we could have, like, a cool conjugal visit. But this seems a lot easier. So uh, what, are you, what are you up to later tonight? Um, I'm just going to be relaxing. So if you feel like coming by, that's cool. 
Great, great. Yeah, I've got some uh, some metalworking that I absolutely need to get done tonight. Uh, it's it's amazing. There really aren't any metalworkers in Montreal other than me, but uh, it's convenient that I have been established to do this thing that someone might want. Um, in any case, I'm going to go see to that, but uh, maybe I'll swing by later for a little, you know. Uh, and then he, like, nibbles at your neck in, like, a ang, 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 ang way, and then he winks at you. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to end that interaction. I'd like to. You're get stuck it in an elevator. As quickly you, as possible. You cannot. Uh, it is you a painfully sleep. long ride. Oh no! You just pass pass away immediately. Just stuck there. <laughs> Iris just uses her see the future powers just to not see this elevator ride. Not anymore. to see it anymore. I, just, I would like to see something else other just than this. Awkward on, ride. Like you walking out of the elevator, being like, "Oh, that's gonna be sweet." Iris hits the button for the next floor and it stops and she just gets out even though she lives <laughs> on the penthouse and waits for the next elevator. Yeah. I have one on every floor. Uh, yeah. um, great. So uh, you um, make your way back upstairs. Uh, you can see police tape that's been down. I will also say that I think you've got a bunch of missed calls um, from uh, the the police department. Uh, it would seem that Emily has, has hooked them up. Um, but uh, she also sent you a text being like, don't, don't worry about this. I've, uh, I'll handle it. Um, but obviously there's a lot of shame uh, going around from like the officials being like, we shouldn't have accused a famous person of murdering another famous person only to have that famous person turn out to be alive. And now we look like idiots. Um, when you arrive uh, at, uh, at your, your condo, um, you uh, sort of push aside the, the police tape that's been hastily chopped down uh, and uh, you open it um, to... Um, a a smell of like sandalwood and um, there's a sort of a, a couple of uh, scented candles burning um, the uh, the entire place is is spotless uh, it's it looks really really nice in here um, there is a, an array of your favorite magazines on the uh, the dining room table along with uh, a giant corked bottle um, that is uh, sort of sitting in a uh, sitting in a bucket. Um, uh, you can see is it kind chilled? of chilled. It is uh, a, sort of a, a thick red red substance. Uh, and um, as you uh, make your way in, um, you just hear a voice uh, that you haven't heard in some time from the other room say, "Aw, welcome home." Um, and stepping out of uh, the uh, sort of, I guess, office uh, of your condo, um, dressed in a, a sort of a, a, a functional but but beautiful dress uh, with one arm uh, pinned shut um, and uh, kind of a, a slightly more wild haircut uh, and vaguely glowing eyes um, is uh, your old pal, Werewolf Emily. My sweet, sweet Werewolf Emily. My sweet, sweet vampire Iris. Um, let me know. Does if... she smell you? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Like, can I, t I can like, so I know, like, can I tell and kind of like, I don't know, like sense or smell that she's a werewolf now. And like, uh, you can't, um, she's just clearly kind of on the back end of, of, uh, the, the moon cycle. So like, there's still some lingering effects. Um, mm. you, she doesn't look like the other werewolves you saw. Uh, mm, and she's not okay. like wolfed out. It's just, uh, you know, slightly more lupine features. Um, when she grins, her teeth are still sharpened. Um, uh, and it does seem odd, but you also have so little supernatural experience that this could just be how werewolves are. You really don't mm. don't know. Um, but uh, she just kind of smiled and says, um, 
So uh, I've prepared um, some uh, a snack for you there. Um, I've got uh, a couple more fresh ones uh, chained up in the other room. So if these aren't to your liking, uh, let me know, and I'll, I'll be happy to tap one of those for you. Um, also, um, there was a, a message for you from an Azaria Tyrell, um, and she uh, she hands you a perfumed um, card uh, with a, a wax seal on it. Oh, um, thank you. How are you feeling? Are you okay? Uh, it's been an interesting week. Uh, I guess I, uh, I, I turned into a wolf sort of now. Uh, I didn't really know that was true until uh, I kind of woke up the next day. Um, I think I killed Dr. Skull. Uh, I don't think he was a very good doctor, though, so I don't feel that bad about it. No, I don't think you feel bad about that at all. Okay, did I kill, like, a bunch of people, though? You might have. Okay, I was afraid of that. Um, okay, so I guess I'm a monster now. Uh, no, 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 no. You're not a monster. But, I mean, if you are, we're monsters together, so at least we'll be okay. Well, great, great. And I'm so glad to see you seem to have, uh, have managed quite a quite a f media fiasco without me. I do apologize. I was um, running around the sewers for a bit, um, uh, and honestly... You were in the sewers? Wait, were you in the sewers? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. We must have just missed each other in the sewers. Oh. <laughs> we could have been sewer buddies. Um, oh my god, you must have I hated that. Used what you happened to sewers. your shoes? I don't want to talk about the shoes. Yeah, I just need a, to have is this a, a relaxing evening. <laughs> no. God, I hope it's not a new look for me. Okay, you go have a bath... I'll pick out some better clothes. Um, would you like me to incinerate these or to give them to someone less fortunate? No, you can incinerate them. I don't think anyone should be subjected to these ever. Fair enough. It's well, cruelty. Um, welcome home, Iris Dunn. Um, she has drawn a bath for you uh, and uh, delivers a, uh, a very well-poured uh, wine glass uh, full of blood. You can hear um, muttered screams from the other room. Um, from uh, people who are clearly chained and, and gagged. Uh, and at one point, uh, you hear Emily say, I, I told you, no, don't, don't struggle. Don't struggle. Um, and you hear um, a, a gurgling noise uh, and uh, Emily going, oh, shoot. Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's going everywhere. <sighs> Where is a Swiffer when you need one? Um, and with that, you settle uh, settle into the bath uh, with your glass of wine uh, and your note from Zaria Tyrell. Um, cracking the seal, she says, um, says uh, My dearest Iris, I will never forget the kindness you've shown me twice, and I've been alive a very long time, and bear both grudges and gratitude uh, for, for all their worth. My... Dear sweet pseudo-son is dead, but you did everything you could to save him, and honestly, some people truly are too dumb to live. It would seem DJ Miller is one of those people. In any case, uh, you came for me when uh, all hell broke loose, and I truly appreciate that. So please do uh, come join us uh, at Elysium. My coterie will reserve a table uh, for you and yours. And in the meantime... Uh, I used to called in a couple of favors and uh, some particularly nasty flesh crafting uh, to make your Gordon Stevenson problem go away. Uh, let's just say there's a very well indebted thrall who has a new face and will make sure that no suspicion falls on you uh, from here on out. 
I also believe Dr. Stevenson is about to have a big change of heart about a number of issues. And if he doesn't, well, snacks are always fun. In any case, uh, thank you, Iris. You've made a powerful friend indeed. Ta-ta! I love that she says ta-ta. Yeah, she had to write it by hand, which I gotta tell you is not as <laughs> enduring as, as it sounds. Yeah. Um, so with that, uh, you, you drop the last vestiges of Lurleen. You sink into a bath uh, and uh, take a sip of blood. What does Iris say as she sinks down uh, into the, the warm liquid? Things might get a little easier. Ah, <laughs> uh, if only that were true. This episode of Blood and Serum features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Megan Miles at Maggie Miles on Twitter, and storyteller Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited by Ryan LaPlante, and the Dum Dums and Dice logos are done by Decapitated Markers. At Decapitated Marker on Twitter, that's M-R-K-R. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control in Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available on freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. You can also buy merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Sleep well, children of the night. Ah, ah, ah. Spooky. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Second X, Jordan Neesmith, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.